So a first look at the track at Jeddah in Saudi Arabia as free practice one and two took place this Friday for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And my goodness, we thought we were going to get away with it, didn't we? No red flags in the opening session, but finally the big crash came in FP2. Charles Leclerc coming a cropper. We'll talk all about that and the potential pitfalls that perhaps Saudi Arabia has in store across the remaining sessions this weekend. I'm Ollie Wilson for GP Fans, and this is a rundown of what happened on Friday at F1's first drive in Saudi Arabia and some of the reaction to the new track at Jeddah. Before we go, we want to get your reaction as always, so always post us your comments down below and of course hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with everything that we do here at the channel at GP Fans. Get onto at GP Fans Global on Twitter and Instagram as well for live updates across the weekend. But now let's get into the talking points from Friday's Free Practice 1 and 2. We were certainly expecting more thrills and definitely some spills, especially in the first session in Saudi Arabia as the sun set over Jeddah. But FP1 gave us very little to worry about with the perilously close walls of the circuit undented through the opening hour on track. Max Verstappen came out firing initially to try and get used to the high speed circuit with the dust swept off the track and all the drivers finding great grip around the 3.8 mile lap with plenty of cooing over the radio from all of the drivers about their initial thoughts on their early runs. The Dutch Red Bull driver went 0.6 seconds faster than title rival Lewis Hamilton on the hard tyres, but it would be the Mercedes that would find more pace as the track began to rubber in. With the engine from Brazil powering him on, the seven-time world champion put up the fastest time of the opening session, clocking in at 1 minute 29.786, but Verstappen was just behind him, just 0.056 seconds to be precise, as he put in a late flying lap after having to abort a couple of flyers earlier in the session. Valtteri Bottas was just over two tenths off his teammate in third, with Pierre Gasly in the Alpha Tauri and Antonio Giovinazzi fourth and fifth, respectively, to finish the session. FP2 saw the Mercedes duo of Hamilton and Bottas ruling the roost once again, with the British driver improving on FP1 with a time of 129.018 to lead the field after the qualifying practice runs, with the Finn 0.61 seconds behind him. Pierre Gasly finished ahead of Max Verstappen in third, while the Red Bull driver was just under two tenths off his title rival in fourth on the faster runs. Now Verstappen could be heard on the team radio wanting to get more time and laps with less fuel in the car, perhaps indicating that the Dutchman feels that getting qualifying correct is more important this weekend than working out the race pace. But if that's the case, Christian Horner and his Red Bull team won't be too pleased to see the gap between championship leader and Hamilton in the timing charts, with Sergio Perez just 11th fastest in FP1 and 9th in FP2. Very worrying on the first day in Saudi Arabia for Red Bull. Fernando Alonso finished the session 5th in his Alpine with his teammate Esteban Ocon 6th, while Carlos Sainz parked his Ferrari 7th, Yuki Tsunoda 8th in the Alpha Tauri, with Perez and Charles Leclerc 9th and 10th respectively. Leclerc would bring out the red flags for the first time this weekend when his Ferrari went off into the barriers at the high-speed turns 22 and 23, losing the back end and going heavily into the wall with the rear of his car, making the initial impact. Thankfully, the Monegas driver was able to walk away from the wreckage without too many problems, and with three and a half minutes to go, the session was abruptly ended. And talking of those barriers and the dangerous impacts that Saudi Arabia has in store potentially for drivers, 
Marcin Bukowski, the executive director of Alpine, has warned that drivers could suffer a serious injury with a crash at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Now we've heard all week in the build-up to this event that this is the fastest street circuit in Formula 1 history, with the average lap speed only bettered by Monza on this year's calendar. The Jeddah track has only a handful of heavy braking areas and a number of its 27 corners are medium to fast-paced bends. Where Leclerc had his off in FP2 at turns 22 and 23 are without a doubt the most potentially perilous for any driver on track, although the Tech Pro barriers did their job when the Ferrari driver had his heavy impact. And the Alpine executive director discussed after FP1 on Friday his worries about the circuit. Fernando Alonso said it was a pretty demanding circuit, which we kind of knew having prepared for this race and walked it last night, said Bukowski. Lots of blind corners and high speed between walls, so lots of very high attention at all times to make sure you don't make a mistake. A mistake, you are going to pay very severely. If you crash, you could damage the car badly or even hurt yourself. We haven't seen any of this in FP1, which is good, but it is a very demanding circuit and one that is going to produce a good show, I think. There is also a big worry around the number of fast blind corners on this track that have potential for a high speed incident in qualifying as cars jockey slowly for position on track before their hot laps. With Lewis Hamilton and others having some really close calls in FP1 and 2 on Friday, giving us a sneak preview of the potential pitfalls of cars dawdling while others are on flying laps around this circuit. And it gave everybody some rather hair-raising moments as we watched events unfold. So what do you make of our first look at the track at Jeddah? Do you think that somebody is going to come a cropper in the race or in qualifying? Are we going to see more red flags this weekend? And do you agree that actually it's a track that is rather worrying in terms of the potential it has for causing serious injury or accident? Let us know in the comments section below. And of course, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with everything that we do covering these final two races of the F1 calendar here at GP Facts.